San Francisco has become consistent with a third world city. Yes, corners of the city remain beautiful, but that's, that's the Chamber of Commerce window dressing. This city is an embarrassment to the taxpayers of San Francisco, to the people of the Bay Area, to the state of California, and I might add the United States at large. Welcome everyone to the Brian Sussman Show, live each Wednesday, 6 to 7 o'clock Pacific on KSFO Radio in San Francisco, streaming live at ksfo.com. It's good to be home again. By the way, podcasts of this program are available on a number of platforms. A video version would be posted at YouTube and Rumble. Just look for Brian Sussman Show. Audio versions will be available wherever you listen to your podcast. Just search for Brian Sussman Show. Make sure you subscribe so you can receive a notification if you would like. Whenever I drop a new podcast, boom, there you go. You can tune in. Podcasts are also available of tonight's program at ksfo.com. San Francisco has become consistent with a third world city. Yes, corners of the city remain beautiful. But that's the Chamber of Commerce window dressing. This city is an embarrassment to the taxpayer of San Francisco. It's an embarrassment to the people of the Bay Area, to the state of California, and to the United States at large. This story that I'm about to share has gone international. But you've been busy working all day, so of course, you know, this may be news to you. What's happening is going to harm the city and the Bay Area further as tourists and conventions will avoid us like the plague. It's why so many are exiting this state by the U-Haul full. Here's the story. You ready for this? It's, it's tragic. San Francisco is facing its deadliest year ever for drug overdoses. You've got to hear these numbers. And by the way, a lot of this has to do with the fentanyl drug supply, but it all has to do with liberal policies, liberal governmental policies and laws, a liberal mindset that has been instituted through our schools and touted by influencers and talking heads. Now listen to this. In the first nine months of 2023, the city saw 692 people die of overdoses. 692 people died from drug overdoses in San Francisco first nine months. That's more than all those who died of drug overdoses in 2022. This is from information from the city's medical examiner. The city is on track to see more than eight hundred deaths by overdose this year. That's topping its highest year ever, 2020. August was the deadliest, deadliest month on record. You have to hear this. It's, it's shocking. During the month of August in San Francisco, there was an overdose death every nine hours. Some of you are first responders in San Francisco. You know exactly what I'm talking about. That means if you do the math, this year is going to be a 25% increase over last year. It's getting worse, not better. My daughter is an expert in this field. She has worked with a lot of formerly drug-addicted women who were incarcerated for a variety of crimes. 
She has helped rehabilitate them. And if you were to talk to her, and I consider her to be an expert, she makes it very clear. The homeless issue in the United States is not a poverty issue. It's a drug issue. The answer isn't legalization. The answer is not allowing the tent cities with their filth and their underground economy and all the horrendous things that take place in those tent cities. It's not about going soft on crime in the name of equity. It's not allowing the drug-addicted homeless to steal whatever they want as long as it's under $1,000 worth of merchandise and not have to worry about prosecution. It's not about government-funded methadone clinics. The homeless-slash-drug epidemic, really, at the heart of it, stems from a breakdown of the traditional family, which, by the way, is a, is a plank. It's a goal of the Communist Party. If you read Karl Marx's Communist Manifesto, in order to take a country like the United States of America to communism, one of the things you have to do is break down the family. Well, that's been going on now for decades. The family is broken down. I think that's at the heart of this homeless drug epidemic. And then you, of course, have another factor, and it's a real one. It's a lack of authentic religious faith. Now, some of you listening can totally attest to this. I guarantee you, if I opened up the lines right now, we could take calls straight through the end of the program and hear testimony after testimony of people saying, Sussman, you're right. Brian, exactly. I was there. You hit it on the head. And maybe we'll do that on another episode. We're not going to do that tonight. But what we really have here are government policies that are perpetuating this problem. More specifically, there is an actual political party at the very center of this crisis. So what am I talking about with this particular party? Well, let's break it down. Of course, we mentioned the breakdown of the family, and we mentioned the breakdown of faith. But have we mentioned the breakdown of the border? A border that is wide open for business. If you're a bad guy, come on in. Did you hear the latest one from the border? This is, this is in Southern California, San Diego. In October, there were 4,000 Chinese nationals caught at the border. Those are the ones who were caught. 4,000. I've seen the photographs of these people. My goodness, the way they are maintaining their composure in terms of their personal stature, uh, it looks to me like they're military trained. Who are these people? That's just one incident, one section of the border, one group of people. But it's a border that's wide open for business. The cartels are smuggling in fentanyl. They're smuggling in meth. They make lots of mon money keeping our people wasted. Because most of the cities in the Bay Area are like San Francisco, sanctuary cities. The cartels have their mules running amok all over this area without fear of prosecution. Fear of getting caught. Fear of being here illegally. They don't care. They're legal. They're legal because we have sanctuary cities. The Republicans aren't doing that. This is, this is Democrat operations in action. 
convicted felons getting out of jail early, getting out of prison early, and when they do, they often go back to the well of crime. As for our enemies and people that are just plain evil, oftentimes these drugs are deliberately, deliberately dosed to murder Americans. It's a not-so-subversive attack on America. I don't understand how San Francisco or the state can survive. I'm serious about this. I was born in this state. And, and as such, I, I love this state. I mean, you, you, everyone loves their home. I love this state. I was born here. I've lived the vast majority of my life here. Practically all of my professional career was conducted in San Francisco. But it's gone to hell in a handbasket. I don't know how this state's going to survive. The tax revenue in San Francisco alone that's being lost from all the empty buildings is staggering. All that in the city is running a huge buff budget deficit, as always. And despite trashing Prop 13, you'd think that the state would have more money in its coffers, but it's having budget issues too. And by the way, do you know what, the, what San Francisco did with the homeless during uh, the president, or the president, the dictator of China's visit? They put them in, they put them in hotels. And by the way, this is the next wave in the name of social equity. In fact, just today, the Los Angeles City Council approved a request to officially withdraw a measure from the March 2024 ballot in L.A. County that would have required, now listen to this, because this is where it's going. This is where it's going. It's a ballot measure that would have required all hotels in the city of Los Angeles to house homeless people, free of charge for the homeless, but, of course, at great cost to the taxpayer, next to paying guests. Well, it was defeated this time. Let me give you some other examples of how liberal policies are, are wrecking this state. This information came to me from a friend who's a police chief in California. Police are understaffed, underpaid. Propaganda war against them. Their hands are tied in so many ways. But here's something. It's called the California Cannabis Equity Grant Program for Local Jurisdictions. This is a $15 million program. It's, it's $15 million of taxpayer money that we don't have. There's no established cap for any city, town, or county taking the funds. The eligible applicants are all public agencies. But nonetheless, nonetheless, this is total woke speak. Listen to this. The purpose of the Cannabis Equity Grants Program for local jurisdictions is to advance economic justice for populations and communities impacted by cannabis, cannabis prohibition and the war on drugs by providing support to local jurisdictions as they promote equity in California and eliminate barriers to entry for the newly regulated cannabis industry for equity program applicants and licensees. Okay, that's a lot of gobbledygook. But did you hear the key words? Economic justice, equity, equity, equity. Let me translate. Whenever you hear those terms, it means a government-determined leveling of the playing field. It means redistribution of wealth. It means Marxism. In my new book, Climate Kate, my, 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 my new book, Climate Cult, my old book was Climate Kate, in my new book, Climate Cult, out next year, I will write extensively about this because even in the climate agenda, equity has a prominent role. So let me drill down on this cannabis grant program for just a moment. 
and the push for equity. This state was so wound up to be cutting edge on the issue of voters approving legalized marijuana seven years ago. They also approved the allowance for unregulated stores. There are many of these unregulated storefronts in operation, but because they're in poorer neighborhoods, no one cracks down in the name of equity. And in these poor neighborhoods where they have these storefront marijuana dispensaries that are not regulated, they're selling marijuana that is loaded with pesticides and other bad stuff. The stores are illegal. They're allowed to stay open. They're in poor neighborhoods. But the liberals believe those people need their pot too. So part of this $15 million for the Cannabis Equity Grant Program is to give these illegal operations cash to supposedly get legal. This is not how you build a, a thriving society. This is not how, this is how you build dysfunction, which is just what I believe the elite, broad-minded, broad-minded collectivists desire. I don't know how many of you are aware of our bullet train to nowhere in this state. You don't hear much about it anymore, but it was a big deal. It's the bullet train that was good. High-speed rail and the high-speed rail authority. There was going to be a high-speed rail going from San Francisco all the way to Los Angeles. This, this has been in the works since 1996. So I'll just give you some bullet points. In 2005, because some of you may be new to this or, or others of you have just forgotten about it, but it's pretty incredible. 2005, an implementation plan was approved. Estimating the entire project would take maybe 10 years to complete. So that's 2005. So they're thinking, hey, you know, get this thing going. I mean, by 2015, we could, we could be there. It's going to take 8 to 11 years. 2008, voters approve a proposition providing $10 billion to fund the 380-mile high-speed rail line connecting San Francisco and Los Angeles. So there's $10 million. That's money from you, money from me, $10 billion. Did I say $10,000? $10 billion. 380-mile high-speed rail line. So in, in 2008, they said, okay, we're going we're gonna to get this thing done by 2020. And there's going to be a total cost of $33 million. Uh, excuse me, total cost of $33 billion. Millions, billions, thousands, I'm getting screwed up here. So we were going to be $22 billion short, but we were on the way because the taxpayers gave this a $10 billion down payment. So the down payment comes in 2008. It's going to be completed by 2020. We figure we'll get some federal money. Federal money was given, $3 billion. All right, here we go. So 2015 rolls around. It's supposed to be done in five years. The train supporters finally won a federal exemption from state environmental regulations. We, we couldn't even build our own high-speed rail because of our own environmental regulations. But we broke through all that. Jerry Brown was governor of the state. And in 2015, finally, finally, there was a groundbreaking ceremony for the high-speed rail. Now, where did I tell you it was going to travel from and to, to and from? San Francisco, L.A., L.A., San Francisco, 380 miles. That was the plan. Finally, a groundbreaking ceremony is held in 2015. It's supposed to be done in five years. The groundbreaking ceremony was held in Fresno. (laughs) 
It was held in Fresno. They haven't built one foot of track between L.A. and San Francisco. They're building it from Fresno to Chowchilla. In 2019, then-Governor Gavin Newsom gave the green light to continue. Oh, Gavin Newsom. He had then become governor, right? The man who wants to be president. He gave the green light to continue the 171-mile section of track near Fresno. And he said, we'll get that done by 2030. So they're working on this train to nowhere in the middle of the Central Valley where it's not needed. And in the meantime, nothing's been done with their original plan between L.A. and San Francisco. And on top of all that, Joe Biden just gave California today another $6 billion. Not for the train track between San Francisco and L.A., but between Fresno and Chowchilla. <laughs> this place is a nut house. Oh, and we are just suckers. We take it in the shorts time after time after time. Oh. Jane, stop this crazy thing. I'm in. I'm in. So with that in mind, my friends, it's always an honor. It's always a pleasure to be with you sharing this right thinking live here on the left coast. Thanks for allowing me the opportunity to spend time with you. Make a note, Wednesdays, 6 to 7 p.m. That's right, Wednesdays, 6 to 7 p.m. You can listen live on KSFO.com. In the meantime, my friends, in all sincerity, God bless you and God bless the United States of America. Until next time. <laughs>